Hello, listener. Hello, audience. Um, Hello. Um, welcome to the first episode of... What's the name of the podcast, Jack? Maybe we could just call it Penguin. 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 Jack, you're you're now sitting currently at home in yes. Scotland. Yeah, I am, and you're currently sitting at home in Hamburg. Correct. Yeah, um, but you're not Scottish, though. No, but you're not German either. Also correct. Very yes. good. One point <laughs> to you. Uh, next question, Jack. Uh-huh. The next question is: um, What are you stockpiling? Oh God! Right, this caught me off guard today. I saw an article on. Uh, the Sun, so I was looking, at, I was reading The Sun. Um, yeah, classy. And there was an article in there about a woman. Um, oh, no, no. She was a mother. <laughs> yeah. A woman. Wait, no, 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 no. no, no. no. This was it. This was it. She, um, <clears throat> so she was criticized for taking 24 packets of toilet paper and stockpiling yeah. 24 packets of toilet paper but she, she had 16 yeah. children and i think that's yeah. fair enough yeah. yeah so that would be two two packs of that's excessive no that's, that's not two packs, two packs per of, kid that's two packs of toilet roll per kid no it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's about one 1.8 packs of toilet roll per kid. that was just a guess an estimate yeah guesstimate about 1.8 packs of toilet paper per kid at times like these I think that's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, we should probably give listener, uh, our listener, uh, uh, like some context. What What's the date? Because it's probably going to take us a good year to edit this uh, <laughs> podcast. And so, so the today, coronavirus might so, have swept through and then we're all dead living in a... Well, they, you just named world. it there. You just named it there, Louis. Yeah. You hit the you hit the coffin on the head. In hell. Do you just, believe in it? Just, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't think I believe in it, Jack. I think it's... Some sort of conspiracy um, theory. Yeah, but you're you're one of these cynical people that don't believe in what you can't see, and it just takes a little that, bit of faith at a time like this. And that's true. But you know what? Despite the fact that I'm not 100 percent sure it exists, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm 100 percent sure it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, is I am still stockpiling. Why are you stockpiling? I'm stockpiling. Wait, I never told you what I'm stockpiling. All right, tell me. Go on then. I've not stockpiling anything. Ah, now you tell me what you're stockpiling. Uh, I'm I'm stockpiling damson jam and chestnuts, like roasted chestnuts. That is. Uh, in terms of stockpiling them, how much is that costing you <laughs> to, <laughs> to stockpile uh, damson jam? <laughs> what's <laughs> what's the outgoing I mean, looking like this month? Well, the good thing is the damson jam. I've stolen most of the the plums from, you know. Oh, so you've been making your own damson jam. Yeah, but I've been stockpiling it, so I've not been selling it onto the shops. I've just been keeping it to myself, and 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 yeah. I've got a cupboard full of it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, you know, damson jam, high high shelf life. Um, 
Can you say that on well, a shelf like? Uh, no. Long shelf life. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's up high on the shelf, but it's going to stay there. That's why they say it. Um, <laughs> long shelf life. And but, yeah. also, it's very specific. I think when it comes to, you know, when we're all rolling around in our own feces looking for, for things to trade, people are not just going to, everyone's going to have fucking normal plum jam. No one's going to have damson jam. And that's where, that's where I think I've chosen smartly there. Because that's going to be worth a hell of a lot more than your regular plum jam. And the chestnuts, they... What, what, what makes yeah. damson jam so special? Because I thought it was damson jam was just made with damsons, but I didn't realise it was with plums as well. So this is a damson nah, damsons, damsons are a type of plums, Jack. I don't think so. Yeah. I would, I would disagree with you there. I would disagree with you there. They were found by Mr. Damson. He's the guy that named them, but still plums. That's who I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What were you talking Were you yeah, talking about the plums that he found? Yeah, it's, it's not uh, fucking, I was just talking about the jam. Guy. I was just talking about Damson. I yeah, didn't realise you were talking about his plums. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Fuck's sake. But um, yeah, so I've not got any Damson jam, but I've got um, a bucket of uh, used coffee greens and yeah. um, I've got a little glass of Baileys as well. All right. What's I'm just the, keeping what's that thinking just in case. That? Case just case of what? What are you going to use that for? Well, the coffee grinds are in case I run out of coffee and can't get any yeah. anywhere. And I can reuse. But you said they were the used. Grinds. You can't. Yeah, you yeah. can't use coffee twice. It doesn't work like that. All the caffeine goes in the first flush. No, it, that might be the case, but it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, go through the process and the act of making the coffee. Yeah, the again. ritual. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I, I mean, that's how many cups of coffee are you drinking per day, Jack? What's your three, daily input three, three, of coffee? Three a day. Three a day? Yeah. Cristobal Esquimil. Have you heard of him? Uh, not until right now, no. So he... Um, he basically took... You remember Supermarket Sweep, <laughs> the TV show? Yeah, you yeah. have to go run around the supermarket, That's shove it. as yeah, much yeah. shit into your trolley, and then the, the, do they do it by price, or do you just get to take the trolley home? Yeah, it's just by quantity. It's just whatever you get. But people usually just go for sun loungers and big stuff. For There's, salamanders? No, sun loungers. Yeah, so Christopher Escamillo, he took um, he took the supermarket sweep to Trinidad. In two right. the like the program he took it to Trinidad in two thousand and four, like it, it just took off that it became huge, um and basically it's been going on. It's basically the equivalent there of the X Factor here. I don't know why, but yeah, it it just got really popular. But he's now. I mean, you say it's the, you say it's the equivalent of the X Factor, but surely it's more the equivalent of supermarket sweep, because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> no, in terms of ratings. Ah, okay, you know, okay. like Not the percentage concept. of the of the population that watch it. Anyway, so he goes over there, makes his supermarket sweep, takes off, huge. Now here we are, ten years later, right? Yeah. Um, what's his name? Vernon K. No, yeah. it's not Vernon K. Who is it? Who's the guy that used to do it? Um, uh, also orange though. I see your connection. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Also orange. Fucking um, Teddy Abraham. Um, no. <laughs> Dale Winton. Dale, Dale Winton. Winton. Dale Winton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Turns out, <laughs> was it? turns Sorry. out, right, here's the story, right, 10 years later, <laughs> Dale Winton is on Who Do You Think You Are? Yeah. Right? Guess who's his cousin? Um, Second Bobby cousin. Winton. Second cousin. Vernon Kay. No, no, no. Fucking Bobby Ristman. No. Ah, uh, you're going to have to tell me. Is it the Trinidad dude? It's Cristobal Escamillo. Cristobal Escamillo. It's Dale Winton's second cousin. Right. And, and it's from like a line of his family that he he didn't know about. And that yeah. Uh, yeah. How crazy is That's that? Te- is it that crazy? I don't know. I mean, the chances that, of The that chances happen. of that. The chances of your second cousin that you don't know about making the exact same TV program as you and being really successful with it. And then you find out. Yeah, but come on. Did they, is, is he really the second cousin or did they just do it for TV? Is no, that just he's, a nice he's little definitely the second cousin. Yeah, they yeah. show you the DNA. Like you. <laughs> they show you the literal <laughs> DNA. Yeah. <laughs> what, they just screen grab a fucking PDF of DNA? <laughs> no, like they zoom in through a, a microscope. Dale Winton in a Petri dish. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That sounds like you've made that up, Jack, but all right. No. Anyway. Right, you have you got any news? Well, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really, I don't read the news. I find, um, for me, it's much, it's just much more interesting to speculate on things, you know. So, I mean, I get the headlines. So, if I turn on, if I turn on the radio and mm. stuff, then I can mm-hmm. hear. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the problem is, I live in Germany. I don't really speak any German, so the radio comes on. I just, I hear the odd word that you know, like uh, coronavirus or. Um, what does that mean? Uh, Trump. Oh, coronavirus. Uh, oh, Trump. Yeah, yeah. it's coronavirus. Yeah. yeah, Trump, as they always say. And <laughs> they're like, enough. Trump macht Blumende. And you're like, what's Blumende? And then it gets my imagination going. I just speculate on stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of struggle to grasp the whole concept of world world events, news, politics, and you know, all that stuff. But what I do like to read is every now and then on, I get this magazine and it's called Astrology Weekly. Um, and I like to read the horoscopes. Do you actually get that? Do you actually get the astrology yeah, yeah, yeah. weekly? Yeah. Are you also on it? You also? I, d- I just didn't think you believed in stars and stuff. Have you got a copy there? You, yeah, I've got a copy. What's your? When's your birthday, Jack? It's the 18th of April. I think I'm in Aries or a Taurus. All right. Okay. So here's your horoscope. Yeah. It's it's for for an Aries, which you are. Yeah. And the symbol of Aries, as you know, is a bull. No. What is it? What's the symbol of Aries? Come on, away you go. I'm not gonna. I'm not falling into that. Anyway, here's so your Taurus, isn't it? With that would be Taurus, correct? Aries has nothing to do with bulls, right? Here you go, Jack. <laughs> with the moon in half circuit of Jupiter, this month will be one of triangulation and points. Is that is that ringing any? That's ringing true. Say so that far? again. Is that ringing true so far? So you're getting any? Is that like? Anything in your life with triangulation and points. Jack. Jack, are you still there? <laughs> you, you just turned into a robot for a minute there. Oh, really? Oh, I'm back. Yeah, all I heard life. was um, uh, a triangular, a triangle in Jupiter. Yeah, I mean, you've basically got the gist of that. And you, you noticed something in the last... In the last portion of this month you've you've noticed something right i bet you have right triangulation and points yes i'm getting it now i'm getting it i'm getting it yeah tell me a bit more 
All right, so on your commute to work, well, this isn't really about the past, but now it's about the future again. With on your commute to work, be especially yeah. careful of dog dirt, as the fast rotation of the March sun means level of incontinence in small but not handbag-sized dogs will be increased. Right? Right, okay. Got to be careful, because yeah. if you're wearing new shoes, that's going to be a fucking nightmare. Um, a lover's tiff, perhaps, recently had... Wait, I'll say that again. A lo- fuck that up. A lover's tiff, perhaps, recently had, will resurface and bring itself to boil. What was wow. that? A, a, a what? A lover's what? A lover's tiff. What is a tiff? Is that a tooth? A tiff. Come on, like a, no, it's a, like a lover's tooth. Argument. Ah, a lover's tiff, perhaps recently had, will resurface and bring itself to boil. Oh, make sure like to keep on that. oven mitts at all times so as not to be scalded. <laughs> I wear oven mitts all the time, anyway. Yeah, good. Yeah. Have, have you been feeling there's a wee bit of turbulence in your? In your love life, in your relationship, there, there has actually, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. been there's been quite a lot, been a lot of tiffs, um, and uh, yeah, she's coming back tomorrow, and yeah. I'm I'm ready and waiting with the oven mitts on. I'm not going to let anything boil. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I mean that's all pretty depressing so far, but the the, the last bit's quite nice. It says, lastly, at the third point of the triangle, Lady Luck sits waiting for you. What does she want? Only the springtime road ahead will tell. That's nice, isn't it? That's that's a bit more positive. That's what you're hoping for. No, Lady but that's Luck. what we've been arguing about, you see. Alright. Oh, whether Lady Luck is waiting for you, sitting. Um Yeah, whether it's actually more just about what day spring falls on. Right, I mean this doesn't clarify that though. That just says only the springtime road ahead will tell. I mean, that's not clarifying anything for you. Well, it will happen. It will tell when it comes. So I've been saying that it always lands on like Tuesday, like the 12th of April. It's like really consistently a good day of spring. Yeah. So when that time comes, if it comes before then or later than then, then Lady Luck will tell me Mm -hmm. if I've been (coughs) rightful or wrongful. Do you not think? Yeah, that's true. And yeah, until then, true. I'm just going to wear my oven mitts. You cannot train a dog to put a bin bag over the TV. You're not a horoscope guy, but do you read any papers, any books, any. Do you know what? Do you know what or... I've got really into? Yeah. Um, we've got a, a library down near me, and they actually said to me if I want to go down on a Saturday morning which I did do last Saturday, they do a thing that's just to help people get into reading, you know, just to promote it really, mm-hmm. you know, encouraging nice gentle words just to help you get up to speed with things really. So Yeah, like baby steps and, and uh, rubber you know, arm yeah, bands, yeah, water just wings and that, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's called, yeah. it's called um, book bugs. Book bugs? Yeah. Do you want, do you want me to read to you what they... What they've set as the homework for this week. I mean, is this official? Are you allowed to share this, or is this this more book bugs only? Well, this is going to go out in later than that. I mean, they told me not to right, spoil I've... the ending for the other kids, but this is also <laughs> what's the point in encouraging someone to read if they're not going to then go on and share it? You know. That's a very good point. Yeah, go on then. Share, yeah. share the homework with me. Okay. What have they given you? 
I'm going to put you on loudspeaker while I do this then, okay? Whoa, okay. Yeah, because I need to hold the book. I can't All do right. that with my hand. That's maybe... They'll teach you that later on, though, I think. Well, they'll teach me how to speak on a phone. No, how to use one hand to read a book. Um, no, no, they didn't... That's not in this... I think that's in um, the second module. The advanced one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, for the time being it's just about um, encapsulation like character and myth and story and adventure and imagination right you ready ah <coughs> 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 Jesus that bit of not be blood like said Peppercorn as the warm sun shone through the bedroom window to went to bless his face. <coughs> would be my luck to go into remission on the first day of the holidays. <coughs> Peppercorn was concerned that this may well have to be his final summer on Grove Gardens. He was tired. After all, not many mice live to the grand age of 43 human years. In fact, not many mice are five feet tall, nor wander the human race on their hind legs. Peppercorn is one special mice, all right, but he is yet to learn what great adventures await him this summer. A very good morning to you, sir. Scrambled eggs and salmon, as usual, this morning. No, no, Jean, I'll be fine with my coffee, thank you. I had quite a lot to eat last night. Yes, sir. The chef mentioned you dined out again last night. It does fill me with warm joy to know that you champion the finer things in life. I, I, it was just another... Celebration. The team wanted to make a deal of the start of summer, you know, and all that. <coughs> ah. Very good. Well, just be mindful. You're not as young as you once were, sir. And these kitties take no mercy on the pain of a babalas. I, I don't pay you for your advice, Jean. Just get me my vitamin D and no jokes about the sun, please. Sir, you know, Dr. Badgerbottom stopped prescribing those months ago. The best I can do is a Barocca and a paracetamol. If you can't use your initiative, I'll just stick to my coffee. I will leave you in peace, sir. I guess I'll have to turn my sort of then, muttered Peppercorn under his breath, searching through the address, address book as Jean left. Bring, 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 bring. A giddy giddy good morning, a new day is dawning, and you have reached Peppercorn. How can I help? You'll never guess who I've got in the studio. You have to get here quick, Peppercorn. I can't believe this is happening. Get down here right now. What? What? Peppercorn, I'm being serious. The royals are here. Prince George wants to play with you before the show starts. I don't care if that wee creature wants to play. <coughs> I move out in my own pace, no one else's. I've told him you will have a half hour together before the show starts. Peppercorn, if you're not here by half eight, then I will axe you. I'm not letting a chance like this slip. Not after last summer. You, 
You wouldn't dare, David. Try me. Peppercorn was squeezy and cross with his manager, David. He was so cross that he squeezed the edge of his chair so tightly that the wood, be that the wood began to splinter his soft, mousy mittens. <sighs> you better have something decent ready for this. And with that, he planked the phone down and jigged through his morning routine into the fancy car that lay waiting in his courtyard. It wasn't long before our fabled mouse stood before Prince George himself. The little prince was adorned in a knitted vest, on the front of which was a picture of a pained, naughty mouse, hand caught in a trap, clutching a bite of go-gouda. Gouda. Gouda. I'll need to double-check that one on Saturday morning. I think, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I would have want to weigh in on that. I don't want to ruin it. Sorry, please go, go on. Well, do you think it's Gouda or Gouda? See, that's the thing. I always called it Gouda. Gouda. I'll, I'll go with Gouda and I'll check with um, Barbara. Yeah, don't, don't, don't quote me on that though, Jack. Please. Please. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it was you. I wouldn't say it All was right you. then. All right then. Go for it. Sorry. I wouldn't throw you under a bus like that. Right, keep on. I, w I want to hear what happens to, to Peppercorn. Peppercorn smiled at the little prince and then at the picture. And both let out a single <laughs> chuckle. <coughs> Prince George pulled out a super soap, filled with soapy water, and sprayed it right into Peppercorn's blinkers. <coughs> said the prince. Oh, said Peppercorn. And then the little prince ran away, knowing full well that that disgruntled mouse would run after him. <coughs> Again laughed the prince. <coughs> As he grew ever excited running as fast as his little legs could carry him. Peppercorn had been known to run faster than a Labrador in his prime, but at this old age he felt that kneecap go again. <coughs> the painful sound of it grind against his joint. He was out of his depth. The cheeky little prince was not just fast, but cunning. He untwisted the cap of the super soaker and let out an almighty trail of soapy water behind him as he galloped off into the distance. Before Peppercorn had a chance to look up from his knee, he was sliding face first along the studio floor at a hundred metres per minute, crash into a ladder, and all of the lights came tumbling down around him, plunging into a world of darkness. You're a dab hand, Pepper, a dab hand. Who's there? thought Peppercorn. He could see nothing, nothing at all, as he strained his neck here and there, and then, there in the distance, two gleaming white dots, as they came closer, the mouse realised they were no dots, but the majestic eyeballs of, ma of Majesty Prince William of Cambridgeshire. Here, take my hand, he bellowed, pulling Peppercorn from the rubble of the rigging. I have I have not seen such standards of play since my own youth. You have made my son's day. Thank you, Your Honour. He's quite a rascal, all right. Please call me Highness, and not ever George a rascal. He's a warrior, the likes of which you will never compare. Uh, I'm sorry, Your Highness. Highness, nest. I'm I'm sorry, Your Highness. 
Now, if you'll excuse me, I must be going to prepare for this show. His Highness George, I will believe, will be joining, I believe. I too. But yes, you must get ready. Before you do, though, I would kindly ask that you repeat again tomorrow for, for my son. Oh, Highness, that... 70 million rupees. Uh, sorry? That is how much I am willing to pay for my son's amusement and delinquency. Well, uh, how much is that? 70 million rupees is 70 million rupees, Pepper. I trading nothing else. Right, well, let me think about it. Pepper, when you are offered a price for the entertainment of royalty, one does not think. One has no choice. Right, uh, tomorrow half eight, then, your highness. Splendid. Now, let the show begin. Gardens, you have been magnificent! Wow! Whoa! What a start to the summer! I feel so alive! Yes! Can I hear a fuck yeah one more time? Whoa! I'm buzzed! This is gonna be a good year! Everyone at home, tune in tomorrow the same time to see. I'm gonna do that again because uh, I did it in the wrong voice. <laughs> Alright, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, was that you doing the voices? That was me doing the voices. You're doing all of the voices? Yeah. Do they teach you that as well down at the library? Yeah, they said if you don't do it right in the voices, then they take the book off you. Um, Alright, go and do the weird guitar bit then. Everyone at home, tune in tomorrow at the same time to see what wacky warriors we have on both gardens. Remember, all you can do is your best. All you can do is your best. Well, I'm really looking forward to Saturday morning to find out what happens. What was, it, um, was that it? They told me not to read on further until Saturday morning because they said it wouldn't be fair for the other kids. I thought that was the end. I thought that was the whole book. That was that seemed that went on a good twenty minutes. Uh, I assumed that was the full. That was reason. not twenty minutes, really. Whoa, mate! Check your clock, mate. Wow, that's quite excessive. That was a nice wee story, Jack. I enjoyed that. Um, is it is it is it a children's book? Is that rude to ask? It was a children's book, yeah. That's why it's, it was a it's called book. the um book bugs. Yeah, and you're the age of twenty five. Twenty six. I believe. Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta start somewhere, Louis. Yeah. Jack, well, you've qualified as a you're you've got a degree. I know, yeah, but I don't think it's fair. You know, that you got a degree. Yeah, I'd also agree. I think you don't really deserve it based on your performance throughout university. No, no, because the the amount of help that I got, like I don't know, like it wasn't. I didn't do any of that work. That was all. Yeah, no. Yeah, that wasn't me at all. But you are still a working professional. No, I am. Yeah, I got, got away with it. I got away with it. I got away with it. But like, it's you know, I just yeah. I mean, we I did... actually didn't write anything at all. I did not read anything or write anything at all through that whole 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 year. But I got 
I, I came away with a with a C plus plus. Nice um, one. And I mean, and an eighty percent. That's not pretty, that's not bad, is it? That's not bad at all. Is it, I didn't even read eight. I didn't even I didn't even read eighty percent of anything. I don't know how yeah. that works. And yet, there we go. Well, there I thought we it would be a nice idea to to try and. You know, maybe you didn't deserve your university degree, but maybe we can see if through your work and experience, you've kind of you're you're up to that level of expertise. Yeah, I mean, what have you got something in mind? Yeah, I mean, I've got a wee section that I'm calling Ask and it's where we just ask you some stuff. I mean, you work in psychology, right? Yeah. So here's a question. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What would be your your number one tip to stop? procrastinating what what if you were to give a tip to stop procrastinating what would your number one tip be put it down put what down put the procrastination down just put it down Mm, it's not what i've got here i'm gonna be honest with you there what have you got there well this is from claire evans who's a productivity coach and author of the time management for dummies um oh nice she says figure out figure out the underlying cause that's why I you're said. close though, because if you put you, yeah, if said. you put something yeah. down, then it's underneath. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll give you that one. She just uh, says. What would your second way. tip be? She My does. Second your second tip. tip. What would that be? Um, make a wee small fire and contain it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what I've got here. What have you got? There? I've got start with one small step. One small step. Start exactly. with one small step. Sorry, did, you said the word small. I you said did say I said the word start, small. Start with a start a little small. I said start and small. Did you say start? Yeah, I said start a small fire. And keep oh, it contained. Oh, that's true. Yeah, keep it contained. That puts you on par with Tim chill who's the founder of the Procrastination Research Group and Associate Professor of Psychology at Carleton University, Ottawa. Wow, okay. How does that make you? You're pretty good at the moment, not bad. I was, that's pretty good. I've not seen his reading abilities, though. All right, number three, Jack. Number three, my yeah, tip number, number three. three from you, yeah. I said it, contain yeah. it. Keep it contained. Start a small fire and keep it contained. Now nah, I'm going to put that under the bracket of two and one. Okay. And that's actually helping you out because that's not number three. Because I didn't realise you were talking about Tim Pontipythus from Carlton University. Nah, you're, 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 talk, you're talking in circles. I want a different number three, okay. a brand right. new okay. branch number, number three. three. Um, take a step back. Take another step back. Look at the bigger picture. Step forward. Oh, Jack, you have fucking nailed it. Yes. <laughs> number three, picture your future self. Oh. oh. Is that I mean, not, that's, oh, that's word on. for word what you uh, said. What exactly. Word for word. Yeah. You're looking at it and you're going into it. I mean, I'm not even going to say who that's from. That's from Tim Pontipythus, is it not? That's incorrect. That's from Hal E. Hirschfield. Who's that? Um, he is an associate professor of marketing and behavioral decision making at UCLA Anderson School of Management. Fair enough. Number four, Jack. Yeah. Number four. You're three for three. Okay, you ready? If you are sitting... No, it can't be an if statement, can it? No, that wouldn't be a, that wouldn't yeah. be a tip. That no. would be more so a... So tip number four for procrastinating. Yeah, against procrastinating. Against That's key, pro- Jack. That's key. Oh, is this against procrastinating? I thought it was, this was for advanced procrastinating. Right, tip number four, Jack. Tip number four. 
I'll be honest, if you can get the last one, I will say you've deserved your university degree and I'll 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 consider it not as fake as it I previously did. This one's from productivity coach Grace Marshall. Oh yeah. I've got no yeah. more information on her, that's all I've got. No, I, I know her. I went to a talk by her. And this is exactly right. what she said to me. Not to mm-hmm. me specifically, but to the crowd. She walked out, Louis, onto the stage. Yeah. She put her hand up in the air. Mm-hmm. And she said, four words, leave the ah. compass at, that's five words. She said five words. And she said. Yeah, it's actually six words here that I'm looking for. Well, she said, leave the compass at home. Leave the compass at home. Please. Six words. Oh, you were so, so close to getting five out of five, but it's actually stop trying to fight the monkey. Your answer was nothing like that. Let's move on. Stop trying to fight the monkey. What's that got to do with procrastinating? I mean, that's what it says. She's a productivity coach. That's Grace very Marshall. specific. You said to, you know that's she's very given... specific to zookeeping, though. Mate, she's giving talks. What are you doing? I'm um, talking let's to move you. On. <laughs> All right, Jack. <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> Our friend in common, um, yeah. George Gilman, also studied psychology, he did also I do believe, study, right? He did what, also what was study he studying crows? He studied, um, yeah, the intelligence of crows um, before and after George Gilman. He was looking to see if they, if he made them more intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. And? Yeah, he did. Excellent. Nice one. Yeah. And have you heard anything recently from George? Have you heard how he's doing? Um, no, have you? Yeah, yeah. I heard him. I spoke to him. He was away in... Actually, that's a good point. He was away in Taiwan, but he's back now. He's applying to... to oh, he yeah, was he applying did. to see he if got he could into, get in. Yeah. He got into uh, music therapy. Yeah? Yeah, man. Nice. Where about? In, in Scotland or in London? Both. He's going to take London, I think. Ah, ah, yeah. Bad decision. Yeah, yeah. No one likes London. No, no. Well, that's a pity. But, I mean, you say that, I actually already know that you got in to study it. And what's interesting is, and don't tell him this, um, but you know how you know how they have to do some kind of, they have to g- start giving ther- therapy straight away to, to people. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they have to, it's, it's recorded so that they can send it to their professors and they can be monitoring. Because exactly. they can't be in the same room. That would be against uh, protocol. But Exactly. You know, they're in, they're in, they're in the room, it's recorded, and I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think his professor is also called Louis. I mean, really? so he's, yeah, he's Are put you? me in there. He sent it to me. Well, by accident? Yeah, well, I don't know, I've not asked him, I'm, I'm too nervous. And I'll no be honest, way. it's really interesting, it's really interesting. So you, so he, so he, oh wow, okay, yeah, carry on. Yeah, so I've, do you want to do you want to hear it? Oh, on air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't tell him though. He's, no, no, he's not going to fucking listen. It'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, I'll just I'll find it on my on my laptop. What an idiot though. Oh, I can't believe he did that. Fucking numpty. All right. I'll just get up. Here we go. Click in. What's it called? It's called therapy session one. So that's if that's the first one. That's one that suggests that there's going to be more. Well. It implies, yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Ready? Just going to press play now. 
George Gilman. Or George Gilman. Right, Mr. Blively, why don't you come and sit down, George Gilman, anywhere over there to banjo and tuba on George Gilman. Oh, thank you, George. That's awfully kind of you to give me an offer like that straight away. Tell me how you're feeling, what with emotions and that. Well, well, Georgie, I'm not feeling that good, eh? My hamster came down with a cold on Tuesday and my electricity bills went through the roof as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah? I'd hooked up his exercise equipment to a battery and was powering all my small electronic devices off the back of that. Mm-hmm. Um, El Pistolero, my hamster. He was pedalling his wee legs on his exercise bike, round and round, getting a really good sweat on his furry back. When he let out a big sneeze, Achoo! Then another one. This one slightly longer. Achoo! Then he gave him a shorter one, more punchy than the others. Staccato? Maybe I. Achoo. Well, this last one must have dislodged. This last one must have dislodged a fair bit of sweat for his furry brow and it splattered into the drive shaft of the mechanism of the bike. Bzzz. Next thing I see. El Pistolero laid dude on his back. Charcoal. White bread. But toasted. Ooh, well, yeah, great. Thanks for sharing. So, Mr. Bravery, what I want you to do now is try to think about events. Think about events this week and tell me how they make you feel. What? Like again? Like again? <laughs> like it again. <laughs> yeah, but this time, ah, uh, George Kim. Yeah, but this time we'll be doing this through the vehicle of music. More specifically, using what we in this profession call the wooden stethoscope. But you may know with the xylophone. Here you go. I'm George Gilman. Just give it a go whenever you're ready. Oh, yeah. Uh... Okay then, uh, just pick up the xylophone. Uh. Sad. <laughs> Sad. Wow, there you go, much better, right? Well, actually, uh, I don't feel really any any better, Georgie. It's just not much as helping with that. Okay, well then, we're going to try it one more time. Exactly the same, but this time we're going to use Glock and Spiel. Right then, what's... How come, likes? Well, this time, when you sing your sad song, your sadness, like Glockenspiel, will seem much, much smaller. Alright, here I go. 
then one more time I guess. Sad. <laughs> Sad. Sad. <laughs> well, there you go, much better, right? Well, actually, I still don't feel very much, uh, very much better, George, but, well, what's happening here? <laughs> oh. I'm George Gilman, I'm a music therapist. Listen to the problems that get in on your tits. Though my recommendations are often hit or miss. Got no problem giving advice after going out on the piss. Well, if your gerbil was fried on an exercise bike, I'm sorry to hear that. That is shy. If you've had a very pricey electrical bill, I'm sorry to inform you, but there is no fucking pill. <laughs> but look at positives, ignore negatives, bury your problems straight within. Take old Georgie for a little spin and focus on my lovely, lovely curly hair. Bouncing rhythmically without a fucking care. Put your mind at ease. Hear my folky melodies. I'll be 50 euros, mate, and I've booked you in for another sesh this week and the week after next. See ya! Well, there you go, Jack. That was the, the audio from George's first um, session. It's a bit fucking unorthodox, isn't it? I, that's just that's just disturbing. Why would you do that? See, to be honest with you, I think you've got, um, you've got like... Um, a duty to whistleblow. I think that's why George sent it to you so that you can sample yourself in blowing a whistle and then send it back to him. Yeah. What do you think of his advice? Would you have given something similar with your with your professional background? I can't say. I don't think I've um, ever used a, a, a glockenspiel. Yeah. Yeah. Then in it's a professional know, context, you know what I mean? Like. Mm. Um, yeah, but then, enough. but then that makes me question myself. Why haven't I done that? It's a good question. It's good. It's good to be self-reflective. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm gonna leave it. If he's putting, if he's putting therapy session one as the title, I'll wait and see if there's another one next week. And if there is, you know, maybe we can have a listen again and see what, um, you know, see what transpires. Um, have you got anything else for me, Jack? Oh yeah, I do actually. I do. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I've moved to the countryside. I do. Did, yeah. Have I told you that I moved to the countryside? You've you've mentioned it a lot. If I'm honest, Jack. Yeah, I'm. I'm just so excited about it. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I just really You're like sick of big city. I'm sick of the big city, but now I just really love the wholesomeness of country life. To be quite honest with you. Are you eating all? Are you eating organic food? You know, with bits of dirt on it. You're not washing it. Properly, oh yeah, so I don't wash you, anything. I don't wash anything. No, and no, because you, you wouldn't. Um, I've been I've been listening to a lot of Radio Four. Um, on a Sunday evening, I really like to watch BBC, uh, yeah, because that's the most wholesome shows. I don't watch it through the week because they've got you know this kind of strictly go dancing and um, and sneaky blinders yeah. and all these things, and I'm not into that. But yeah. I do like the really wholesome no. shows. I've been listening to the Archers today. Um, I've been getting a country magazine, and inside it, they give you little tokens. To go to the country store, okay. Yeah, we've got a country store, 
the country store that I went to is called Country Chaos. And I went in there, yeah. and this is part of a wow. small. This is part that's of a, a big that's organization. a name, Jack. That's a wow. It's it's a great name. So I went in there. <laughs> I was looking around at all the horse saddles, just trying mm-hmm. them on, and yeah. um, when I went up, like on I, your back in that. Uh, no, just putting them between my legs, and okay, and then I took took the tokens up to the guy and I said, "Do you have any memoirs?" Why did I ask that, Louis? Because, um, I'm, you're, because I'm learning to read. And, yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's good that I'm learning stuff that's accessible, but I really need to push myself so that I can get inspiration for writing my own journal, my own diaries. And he said, do you know what? We don't have any country memoirs as such. Ah, shit. But I've just finished reading this book and you might like it. And on the front of it, it said, Swag, swag, swag on you, chilling by the fire while we're eating fondue. That's all it said. Yeah. And he said, That's the title. That's the title. And he said it to me in that way when he handed it to me. I looked up at him, gave him a nod and a wink, and I said, I'll see you later. Walked out the door, left Country Chaos, went back to my country cottage, and I sat down, I opened it up, and I was blown away. I don't know yeah. if this is based on somebody. I I don't know if it's just because I've been watching Country File. Mm-hmm. I feel like this book that I've been reading is based on a character from Country File. Maybe not a character, a presenter, should we say? Mm-hmm. I'll read you chapter one, mm-hmm. shall I? Mm-hmm. Which I, mm-hmm. I read. Yeah, this was Maybe what not, I read on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> is this going to be another 20 minute read? Um, I don't think so. Maybe you can read it fast. I'll read it super Although, fast. Although, yeah, you probably shouldn't do You should read over the words and learn I'll them. pronounce them phonetically, as you do. Yeah. Right. Okay, off you go, Jack. Oh, it's got a CD, I forgot. you got to put the CD okay, on and the start to get the soundtrack. Okay. It's not an audiobook. It's not an audiobook. I had to take out Kings of Leon. I had Kings of Leon in the CD player. Oh. <laughs> What's that mean? I can't hear I had you. Kings of Leon in the CD player, so I had to put it back in its box. But that's the CD in now. So it's... Oh, there it is. Swag, swag, swag on you. Chilling by the fire while we're eating fondue. Yeah. Oh, I think it is actually an audiobook. He's everybody's favourite. Oh, my man, he's the best in the land. Yes, you got the round. And if you're ready for the desert, but you're not willing to go outside to play, if you need a friend, if you need a friend, if you're looking around, you got something around, you got nowhere to go, but you got to ramble around. You could do with the patrons, humble, humble man, he's Brett, Brett Baker, rambling around, doing all the good things around, yeah. Brett Baker sits under a Norwegian pantry with a near-broken look in his eyes as he ponders over the collapsed riverbanks of Simmons Yap. He can't quite dislodge a stubborn piece of curly-whirly from the painfully large bottom-right canine tooth that he received as a child. The familiar pain travels back through time to the initial dread of lying on the turtle green hospital bed 
being presented with a freakish tooth on a silver plate. Tackling the stubborn beast of Girly Willy with his favourite toenail clipping, he is pained to once again question the legitimacy of this bottom-right canine. But that isn't quite the complete trouble. Brett is unsettled. A faint audible blur of a million helpless patrons surrounds him, but he can't quite pick it out. Then, just as the chocolate zips out of his beak, Peter, I must get back to Pickering. I just got back from out of town. What happened, Peter? Ah, oh, Brett, by gum, is it good to have you here. You're just in time for to carpet fitters. I didn't want to be in on my own in case they pulled the rug from under my feet. Well, I had a sense you might need and be in need of a friend. Tell me, Peter, what time did to carpet fitters say they would arrive? They said no earlier than noon, but by the night time of all being well. Let me give him a ring. Ring, 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 ring. Joe, come in, Chris speaking. What goes on, why for? This is Brett Baker. I've it on good account that you'll be carpeting Peter's house today, is that right? We could hear it all well, hombre. Don't hombre me, my friend. I want an exact time and I'll take nothing less. Wicked, yeah, all being well, bro. Well, eh, we'll be along beyond noon, not before the end. I know your game, cowboy. Hey, some reliable people like you that make all patrons of our fine land fall on their side while trying to get away with making a decent day of it. You'll make your... What? You'll make your appearance at Peter's house at two o'clock today and no later. Have I made myself clear? Will you be there, Brett? By come, I certainly will. Good, see you then. Ta-ra. Well, Brett, you didn't need to do that. Like fondue I did too. These cowboys can't keep getting away with taking the patrons of our land for granted. I'll be with you, Peter, just to make sure all is well. Thank you, Brett. Now, I'll make some squash and you can teach me how to make a bug hotel. Meanwhile, somewhere on the A170 between Wycombe and East Ayton. Ah, compratis, let's get this last job done in Pickering. And then we can all go home and rest with our loving families. The fellow on the phone seemed quite anxious, so let's not let him down. Right then, <laughs> by some. <laughs> right then, by some freak of <laughs> Right at that. <laughs> right at that moment, by some freak of coincidence, A one seven O cracked horizontally at Juxon seventeen, ahead of the van. All the traffic came to a grand and halt, but thankfully nobody was hurt. The crack, the carpet crew. And the crack grew and the plunge passed the piping underfoot to a red furnace. Behind the carpet comrades, the road also split, forming a great circle on which the man now stood. A single baby cried in the distance. Ah, compadres, would you believe that? We're stuck. Oh, no! 
compadres began phoning 999 as the sun began to set in the distance. Barkum, I'll have something to say to that charlatan when he turns up. Ah, oh, Brett, please don't get cross with him. I'm sure they won't be long. With all due respect, Peter, he's already been blinking, blinking long enough. They have some nerve turning their back on us like that. Ding dong! Oh, here we go. At that moment, Brett picks up the heavy shepherd stick that his grandfather's grandfather passed on down and marched towards the door. With one swift movement, he flew it open and bellowed out for all the neighbours to hear. You betraying bastards! How dare you make a mockery of the old and feeble patrons of this fine land! <laughs> a single chilling wind fluttered through Sparkle Crescent. The neighbours gasped. Oh! <gasps> oh! Uh, sorry, mate, I, I, I couldn't believe it. The road just fell from all around us. It was biblical. Brett Baker felt a churn in his stomach as he looked down to see the dozen legless lepers atop wooden carts adorning high-visibility carpenter comrade jerseys. The world begun to twist around him as he heard the tutters and shamefuls of the neighbourhood. Brett beamed and let out a wincing growl. Honestly, mate, we really didn't mean to let you down. We'll knock half price off. Carpenter Chris looked bewildered. The neighbours began to chuckle. And Pete looked, Peter looked shamefully to the ground. <laughs> the neighbours laughed. I'm so so I'm so sorry. <laughs> Look at him barking like a collie. Please, he's got a condition. <laughs> With shepherd stick in hands, Brett Baker pushed the lepers out of the way and made haste for the hills, howling to the moon. Woo! So that's it says end of track one, Louis. So I think that's the end of chapter one in there. So just pause that. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That was like, pre- what a story, but also predominantly sound effects. Yeah. Um. Was that Brett Baker or Matt Baker in there in that story? Well, that's the thing. It was Brett Baker, but I, I wondered if it is actually based on a Brett. Uh, Ah, Matt Baker. like a pseudonym. I but I don't yeah. know if it's just because I've been watching Country File. To be fair, when I played it on the audio tape, there he was also a Geordie. Like he was also from. It sounded like he had a northeastern accent. 
which yeah. Matt Baker does. Is that what that was? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that was... what that was. Did you not make that out? Maybe it was because it was on loudspeaker you can make it out. Peacocks. 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 I've never seen a peacocks, you know, flaunting their wealth. This this is the first episode. Um, yeah. But what's strange is someone's already written in and they've been asking for an internship. Um, they've been asking know, for an internship how... here on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how did they know that it was even being made? See, see, I'm not sure. Maybe we did a George Gilman and sent out an email to the wrong oh, person. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they were they sent they sent in asking. It's one of these prospective ones where they just suggest you know what they could be doing. Yeah, and they said they suggested three things. They said either um, foreign affairs correspondent. Okay. Right. Yeah. That could be interesting. That could be I mean, cool. think about all the stuff they could yeah. be going across and figuring figuring out. Would we have to fund topics. that though? Would they or would they? Are they? Is that a self-funded foreign foreign correspondent? I mean, because we're run by the government, I guess the government would pay a, a part of it, and we'd probably have to cover the other, the you know, health insurance and that. Um, yeah. Well, we could probably, but maybe not. Maybe. It's not. Yeah, maybe that's unless, not the best idea. Unless I mean, I, they were to do it remotely, there would be a remote. That's true, but I thought about this, but but we're all we're already remote. We're doing this via telephone call. Um, hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're already technically both foreign correspondents to each other. Well, we are actually. Um, that's so true. yeah, I thought I thought maybe not. Their second suggestion was they said um, they said cleaner. They'd come in and you know they just clean the clean the offices. That would be really but, nice. Um, it would, but then we have to decide. You know, where are they based? Are they in Scotland? Are they in Germany? They'd have to travel costs again. I'm I, not I'm not for it. Yeah, I don't mind if they're based like somewhere in the middle, like Belgium. That could work. That yeah. could work. Uh, the last, the last one though, they said, um, they said they wouldn't mind being a, a a travel correspondent, and that's awfully like a foreign affairs correspondent. But, but it's specifically, it's slightly different, isn't it? It's specifically about the actual activity of yeah of moving foreignly, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. it's not so much about what happens when you're there. It's about how was it when I was on the train. No, that's that's the opposite of what it is. So it's exactly the opposite of that. It's how how it was when they were there. Not not about travelling. It's not travelling correspondent. It's a travel correspondent. Oh, but then how's that different from a foreign correspondent? Because no, that doesn't make that doesn't make sense to me. Well, it's too late Is now. Is there somebody who's trying you, to get both of those jobs? No. Might. Well, I made an executive decision, Jack. Okay. I know. I know. Yeah. We, I shouldn't. I should probably have consulted with you, but I gave them. Well, you... I gave them a kind of. I gave them the travel correspondent job. Okay. Yeah. I I trust your judgment. I trust. And and I mean they've sent back something. They've sent back um, mm-hmm. you know uh uh what do you call that? A review, review. A, a memo. A mem a review memo. Yeah. And I thought we could listen to it and then decide you know if we want to keep them on or if if we want to if we even want to keep the segment and try someone else new we'll figure it out. Yeah. But would you yeah. like to hear it? Yeah, I'd like to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, one second. I'll just. trip to Egypt last autumn. Total waste of time. Was keen to learn judo but all they could provide was a lacrosse stick. Who knew that lacrosse is a hit over there? I was sweating my nads off hard under the belt of a sun. One of the boys from the team took me to the side for some one-day-one training. 
some mano other mano tackle talk. He said, Don't be disheartened. No, different accent. He said, Don't be disheartened, Bobby Ellisman. For that it was and continues to this day to be my name. That sweaty tribute seeping off your muscular goggles is nothing to be ashamed of, but it has power, power like you'd never believe. Dossie, he went on, those sweat drops can dehydrate the driest of soil you have ever seen, even the like of, even the like with concrete slapped over the top. I listened carefully to my pal with a huge wave of confidence and tore off my clothes in an instant. After 20 minutes of hard naked sprinting, I squatted over some brown grass that looked to be dying to test the theory. POW! A dandelion stalk shot into my anus at a considerable speed, proof that the rumour was true. But before I could exclaim my rabid joy and newfound belief, the petals of the dandelion began to drip from my eyes, sliding down my cheeks with the ferocity of an adult wolf. It was at that point that I realised I was not in fact in Egypt, I was not in fact at the lacrosse camp, and the man I was talking to was in fact... No, was not in fact a man. It was pure fucking mental stimulation in a can. I was flying my kite to the moon. No judo, no lacrosse, no fucking boyos talking shit. Just a thick plant stock. But just a thick plant stock reaching up and out for air through the unfortunate cavity of my bum crack. I heard that story about Jack and the Beanstalk, but I, but I feel like Lance Armstrong. No, not Neil, he's a cunt. Over and out. Yeah, so that's um, that's that's his correspondence. What do you think? That yeah. doesn't sound like a very responsible traveler to me. I, I'm gonna. It didn't really sound like he was doing any sort of travel correspondence. He mentioned Israel, did he not? not uh, Egypt. Egypt, yeah. And then he yeah. got, and he got. Um, he doesn't heavily uh, sidetracked. I, I, I don't know if he was actually yeah. just. I th- it sounds like he's been awake for too long like he's he's he n- he really needs to go to sleep but he's stayed awake for about two days straight yeah and he probably hasn't brushed his teeth and uh, i mean that's not such a big issue if you're if you're doing an audio thing it, it would be if it's an in-person thing um but how no, would you true. rate that out of, I, out of, in terms of, out of 10 jack out of 10 i'll give that a seven and a half yeah, okay. Yeah. I was thinking a three. You were? Um, let's meet midway and say five. Let's give him a five. Well, a ten out of, five out of ten is the equivalent of ten out of twenty, isn't it? Correct. But we'll just give him a half. We'll give him a half. Um, yeah. And, and tell you what, should we open up the position? Should we should we advertise it on YouGov? Let's advertise it on YouGov. I, to be honest, I wouldn't mind giving that guy a second shot. Well, we can, we'll, we'll let him have another crack at it. And then we can also, at the same time, we can advertise it, see if anyone else gets in touch with, you know, something better. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, but we're happy. We're happy with that segment, though. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. Okay, great. I think what I might do is, um, I might actually try and interview somebody. Yeah, I'm going to advertise that on YouGov. I, I don't know if you're qualified, Jack. I think I could. I think I could. Yeah. Yeah. What I might start doing is um, dressing like David Byron from Talking Heads. David, and David Bowie. 
David Bowie from Talking Heads and just see if the yeah. if people you know if they feel comfortable with that if so how would they feel if I started dressing like Ziggy Stardust would it be acceptable right. to have a a, a keytar and yeah um, is there any space for breakdancing I mean, you never know. Yeah. Talking of space for breakdancing, I really need the toilet, so I'm just going to say bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But that... Ah, uh, but that... Yeah, use a screws. But that... No, incorrect. We've gone off topic. It, I have here break this... But that... Ah, uh, but that...